Hey everyone, this is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and you are here again for We Nation podcast. That's right. We Nation Radio has a podcast, and this is it. Uh, we Nation, as you may know, stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education, and We Nation Radio. Uh, put, the, put the information up. We Nation Radio is for Watoto, and Watoto is an African Swahili word that means children. And we come to bring you the best in family-friendly global beats for little feet and more. Anything related to children, that's what we do here on We Nation Radio. Make sure you follow us on WeNationRadio.com uh, or on a hashtag at WeNationRadio with two E's. And you can also listen to us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Hey Google, Amazon Alexa. And then our podcast is on Pandora and, and Google Play and all those different platforms. So anyway, make sure you follow us there. Now, I am so excited to be able to have uh, my next guest who is, uh, I mean, a, a fantastic author. Uh, of so many, I mean, incredible books at such a young age too. I mean, I, I love the uh, the persistence and the determination to want to help shape the minds of our young people. Our guest today is Marquita Staples uh, with the Curly Crew book series. And I want you to help me welcome uh, Marquita to the We Nation program. Welcome, Marquita. Hey, Uncle Devin. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. And so for those who may not know you, tell them a little bit about yourself. Who is Marquita? Okay, sure. So I am the author, illustrator, owner of Curly Crew Books. This is a series that I started about two years ago. I have two daughters um, who are now two and four. And when the oldest was a baby, that's when we started doing story time. And I found myself just falling in love with everything about children's books, the pictures, the way that she would fall in love with some of the characters. And then I found she had her own preferences for the types of books that she wanted. And so, you know, one thing that we are all pretty aware of is there's a bit of a gap in literature when it comes to books for kids of color. Mm -hmm. And so that was one problem that I was hoping to solve with my books. But then also I just pretty much wanted to write the books that um, mm -hmm. she wanted to read. So my books are fun. Mm -hmm. um, they have a very down to earth dialogue between the kids and parents. And they are meant to provide a, an outlet for kids to fall in love with reading at an early age. And then the books also have messages and we can get into kind of what those books are. Um, and this has all been new to me. I taught myself to illustrate. Um, I kind of found along the way of writing the books that I liked that process. And, um, and so I have a background in corporate America, but now I do this full time and it's mm. been so much fun. Now, where are you based out of? I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. But you also have some roots up North, I believe. Talk a little bit about I that. I do. So yeah. Detroit 313, what up though? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was born and raised in Detroit and, um, uh, you know, kind of been around different cities. Our last stop was in California. So my, my husband, he's also from the Midwest. He's from Chicago. Um, we lived in California for a few years. And then we decided to make our home Atlanta. Um, California's cost of living is insane. It's super far away from the Midwest where a lot of our family is. So this is home now. I love it here. Okay, great. And now I also, before we dig, dig deep into your books, uh, we talked a little bit before offline about your college degree. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit. I, I, it's, it's one that I hadn't heard of before, but it makes sense. What is it and explain it? Yeah, so I majored in supply chain management, which mm-hmm. up until about a year or two ago, that phrase was something that no one had ever heard. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just pretty much used in manufacturing. You know, if you were in the know, an engineer, a business person, you pretty much knew what it was. And I spent my entire college uh, career and my early career explaining to people what it was. Mm-hmm. But um, it's basically, you know, the combination of procurement, um, logistics, and then, you know, these kind of operational things that we're seeing today. And mm-hmm. so I literally went to school to learn how to mitigate a lot of the problems that we have now. And it was a major I kind of stumbled upon. I like that it, um, I have, I'm very right brained with the creative side, but I also have my left brain side that likes the kind of engineering analytical stuff. So that was pretty much why the major appealed to me. So fortunately, I am still able to use it. And so I, you know, I've become really proficient in negotiating contracts and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good it was a good degree. OK, well, you know, I am um, I'm glad to hear about your books and in uh, starting your books. And the fact that you said that you really stumbled onto it as you started doing story time uh, with your children. And, and I'm always liking to like like parents to talk a little bit about that. Um, how important do you think story time is for children? So important. I mean, it's to the point now where it's my, so my youngest daughter, she just gets into the mode of, you know, this is a part of the routine, right? So like bedtime and before naps, it's okay. I'm going to a bedtime, you know, brush my teeth, wash my face. And then I'm getting in mommy's lap and it's the combination of the bonding. They are starting to recognize words. So I was really proud of my oldest. One of my books is called I Have So Many Feelings. Mm -hmm. And it talks about feelings and it goes through all the different things. And I've got some, you know, bigger words in there just to introduce younger Mm -hmm. children to some of those things. And a couple of them, one is frustrated and one Mm -hmm. is jealous. And these were words that, and they're not huge words, but they're words that she had never had in her vocabulary before. And so now- She'll tell me, mommy, mm-hmm. I'm just frustrated. And I'm just like, girl, okay, <laughs> let me not smile because you're frustrated. But I appreciate that you're learning. So, Oh, okay. Well, and in fact, I'm going to pop up some of the books. Um, uh, you said, uh, what was the one that I am? I'm, I, um, I, I have, have so many. Okay, feeling. let me see what we got here. I'll just put this right over top of it so people can get a chance to take a look at it. Um, and so talk a little bit about, I mean, the fact that you both are, are uh, a writer and illustrator. Um, there are a lot of authors like myself who uh, just went and purchased or hired uh, an, an illustrator. Um, how did you stumble on to doing your own illustrations or have you always been an illustrator? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I had not drawn a picture since I was maybe, you know, eight, nine years old, like most mm-hmm. of us. We stopped in elementary school and I did the same thing. When I decided that I wanted to write my first book, I had originally hired an illustrator. And then as we started to go through the process, I found myself just having so much to say about how I wanted my characters to look and just like specific color palettes and all these things. And so I had an iPad. Um, Also, another thing that where my corporate world kind of helped my artistic world, I worked at Adobe at the time, which Mm -hmm. they create Photoshop and, you know, other creative products. So I was constantly surrounded by all this creative software. I had an Mm -hmm. iPad. I had an Apple Pencil. And I was just like, 
I don't know. Let's see what happens if I try to draw something. Hmm. Version one of my first book is is hilarious. When I look back on it, I mean, it's like, oh, wow, this is I've come so far with my skills. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I pretty much just did. I did my first three books um, by myself. That cover that you just showed, that's an old cover. So now I have it an illustrator who assists me. Um, and mm-hmm. so she assisted on the the last couple of books because one thing about it, when you are a trained illustrator and you've gone to school for it and you know how to do it, you can do it quick. You could do it a little mm-hmm. bit better. So she brought some nice polish to a lot mm-hmm. of my books. So mm-hmm. it's been a, a good win-win. And let me just ask this. Um, if you had to grade yourself as an artist prior to starting this, I mean, because like myself, I, I say I'm a terrible artist. Um, how would you, How would you grade yourself? And does that matter? for someone that want, may want to even do their own illustrations? Yeah, I would say um, I was about a D. I mean, I was pretty bad. And and the first time I tried to draw something, I tried to draw a cover of one of my my daughter's favorite books, I Can Do It Too. Mm-hmm. And I still have that picture. It was, it was hor- I just had no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I, have, I have a question for you. Sure. Why do you say you're a terrible artist? When's the last time you drew something? Uh, well, actually today, <laughs> well, okay. but but nothing major. Uh, I, I do a lot of work in uh, elementary schools and I um, especially for pre-K and I attempted to draw some snowflakes and a picture of a bear and it didn't work. So it ended up in the trash can and I I, I may do. So I really haven't sat down and, and and even attempted to draw anything like you say, probably since you know primary school or something. It's I feel like it's so doable for mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's very much a a skill, right? Like mm-hmm. there is some natural artistry, like Beyonce is Beyonce. Like she wasn't just trained to be Beyonce. A lot of it mm-hmm. is you're born with it, but I do think there's a lot that can be taught. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if people are interested in taking a shot at it, I really mm-hmm. think the biggest hurdle is just jumping in. But once yeah. you get in there and you start to learn, it, you know, you find that you're usually better than you think you are. So describe your books a little bit more. Um, we, we just talked about I have so many uh, feelings books. And uh, what was your very first book? Yeah, so I have them next to me, too, because I was like, oh, I don't know if we'll, we'll show them. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, I guess if you're listening, you can't see them, but I'll still kind of show them if you're watching. Mm-hmm. OK, um, this is my first book. What should I do today? And excuse mm-hmm. the glare. And it's just um, it explores different things that a kid does throughout the day. Should mm-hmm. I blow bubbles? Should I play with my friends? So on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second and I, book. And I, I got it up on the screen right now, just uh, over top of us. Uh, what should I do today? Written and illustrated by Marquita Staples Green, my guest. OK, go ahead. Yes, thank you. I don't even show these in. Your pictures are better. <laughs> okay. um, I Am Not Sleepy was the second book. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with a, a book series or an author, um, Mo Willems, and he does Elephant and Piggy. It's a very mm. popular kind of mainstream book okay. series, but it was very heavily influenced by just this silly kind of back and forth between two characters. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, this kid doesn't want to go to bed. And that's mm-hmm. the book that everybody sees. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's my daughter. That's my son. Right. So that's book number two. Book number three is I Love Being Me. Mm-hmm. And this is my bestseller. It mm-hmm. is a celebration of all the different qualities that different that kids would appreciate about themselves, their hair, their skin, their smile. Um, mm-hmm. And it just has a really good, positive, feel-good message. And it features all of the characters of the Curly mm-hmm. Crew. By the way, the Curly Crew is a group of six kids. So 
different oh, okay. characters in different books. Okay, I'm glad you described that. Okay, so it's a, a six different kids. Okay, and um, what age group would you say most of your books are for? They are written for babies till about age six. Okay. So um, usually, like, by the time they get to reading age, they are probably aged out of the books. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. All right. So book number four is mm -hmm. I Have So Many Feelings, which you talked about earlier, and... Mm -hmm. um, that one is a little boy, um, his name is Gavin, and it's just throughout the day, he just has all these feelings and he talks about what those are. And then book number five is What If School Is Scary? Um, this was my latest paperback release when school, um, school started this year and it just talks about a, a little boy. He doesn't know if he wants to go to school, he's just like, coming up with all these excuses and you know it's very funny like all these little things that kids do to like get out of going to school but then it's also like you know recognizing real problems that they have mm -hmm. um and then oh book number six that i i felt to mention is a coloring book i don't know if you have mm -hmm. that one too but um okay. that one is i am magical and uh you know i have it kind of as a subtitle it's a coloring book for girls but i i don't really i've gotten feedback that that's not really accurate it's just got like a lot of like things that we typically associate with girls that we don't necessarily have to like yes flowers and stuff like that but it's really a fun coloring book and it's um particularly for young kids it has very bold lines to color mm -hmm. in so that's something that you know just very simple images Okay. Well, for those who are just tuning in, uh, you're listening to We Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and my guest is author Marquita Staples of the Curly Crew Book Series. Talk a little bit about your name, Curly Crew Book Series. Where did that come from? You wanted to say Curly Q, didn't you? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody well, I, says Curly Q. Cur cur curly Crew. Oh, oh, Curly. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they want to leave the R out of crew. And, and just, yeah. Oh, and is that a word or something? Wrong. I feel yeah. like it's it has to be. It's something. Curly I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe maybe the Omegas or something has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah, not, not that cute. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so um, talk a little bit about that. Curly Crew books. So one of the things that, you know, when I talked about my daughter being my inspiration for the books, we were living in California in the Bay Area, which is pretty it's diverse in a lot of ways and not diverse in others. When it comes to um, black, the black population, it's super low, maybe 3% where we were in San Jose, California. And so my daughter's hair was just always kind of the star of the show. You know, she had very curly hair and we would just kind of let us do its thing. And so um, that was just a thing that stood out where I felt it was really important that my daughter and other kids with curly hair, regardless of, you know, race, whatever, could appreciate their curly hair. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times you kind of think we still have those same standards of beauty, right? The straight long yes. hair. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, the thing that a lot of kids want, but um, so all of the, the curly crew characters have different types of hair and, mm -hmm. You can kind of see it. I mean, I kept the illustrations pretty simple, but you can still kind of see how they they all kind of have their different styles. They're very much based on 
little kids that I know. You've got the one character, Summer, and her hair is in these tiny little puffs. Emmy is, she's got two big puffs on the side. Uh, you know, the boys, one's got kind of a short tapered look, another has braids. So yeah. it's all just kind of the thing that ties them together. Well, I um, I love that concept. You know, growing up as a dark skin, um, you know, boy in America, I've seen and heard everything, and you know, and, and even you know, was was discriminated against for colorism within the black community. You know, you don't have wavy hair. You're not, you know, and and that whole beauty of standards. So uh, the standard of beauty, rather. So I appreciate your books. And I think I shared with you offline before that I have a song called No Such Thing as Good or Bad Hair. And yeah. I will forward you the uh, video for that. Uh, and it speaks exactly to that. So I'm glad to know, glad to know that you have this book that I can use as a reference. Because when people are asking me questions, I can say here, here's a reference book that speaks exactly to this from a, you know, from a pictorial and a, a reading standpoint. So Same. Uh, I'm glad I have the music that I can yeah. also pair. Like, it's just so dope. This yes. like all this content that we're creating. So, well, and, and once I, once I free up enough time, my goal is always to help authors like you create theme songs for your book. Um, so for like my, you know, I, I'm not, you know, and I did that for like, not only just for my book before my, my show, everything has a theme song and it, it's, it's perfect. So even if, when you start doing and, and when you continue to do rather uh, book readings, you know, you open up with your song. You know, and uh, and you know, so that that's that's just a idea, or maybe just an overall theme song for uh, Curly Crew books. Um, I love that idea, and I'm gonna plant this in your head now because it, <laughs> I feel like it's meant to be. Uh -huh. My next book will be C is for Curly, the ABCs mm. of Curly Hair, and you've oh. already done the ABCs of is it percussion? Percussion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So. Oh. I feel like you got the song. Yes. Okay. Well, and and an another colleague has a book that's um, uh, it's kind of an alphabet style book, and I just I'm, I'm finalizing a song for really it's it's about her book, but then I made it even broader because we, we're here in Washington D.C. and um, and her book is about the uh, community Anacostia. A is for Anacostia. So I did a whole thing on that. So that's what I w I would love to spend more time doing that and um, be being creative in that regard. Uh, but you know we'll get to it. So yeah, you you planted it. We will make it happen. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so if someone wants to reach you or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? So um, fortunately, Curly Crew Books, it's like I'm, th I'm that on everything. So you can mm -hmm. um, go to curlycrewbooks.com is my website. Mm -hmm. I'm also Marquita at Curly Crew Books if you want to send me an email. And you can direct message me or follow me on all of the social media platforms. Um, lately, you and I were talking about this earlier. I've been spending a lot more time on TikTok. And so if you're not Absolutely. a TikToker yet, it's not just for the little kids. No, like, no. It's, you know, a whole community and like the engagement there is amazing. So yeah. And in one minute, the uh, 30 second uh, sound bites, it's, it, it, they've, they've been able to, they found a way to streamline everything that we kept saying about, we didn't like about Facebook. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm I have my biggest. I mean, and their the algorithms have changed. But even just from a political standpoint, what they represent in, in the world, I it's time to move on, in my opinion. But, Absolutely, uh, and yeah. I think you know, for music, especially right. Yes. I've actually I so and we talked about this in another conversation. I play the flute, 
-hmm. it's something I want to do more of. Um, and I've thought of even creating a separate account just for that. Cause mm -hmm. I like how you can kind of add music to, mm -hmm. you know, to your videos and people can share mm -hmm. that. Like there's so much opportunity for music. Yes. So I know that's really cool for you. Well, I mean, we do have a lot in common because your book, I love being me. Um, you know, my last CD, which was in 2018, I got another one coming out uh, in 2022, uh, was called, uh, be yourself. And so it's it's kind of that same theme, but there's yep. so many, you know, and for you, the, the, the good thing is there's so many art, artists that do books on that theme that even if you don't create your own music, you can use our music. Uh, many of us artists would love for you to, when you're out and just, sure, use our music because that, that's more advertising for us. But it also, if it can help you to pass your word on, that's how we help one another. Likewise, when people ask me for resources, I can say, go to Curly Crew Books. Yeah, and, uh, and that's how we support one another. So, absolutely. Um, you know what? That and that reminds me. Like, I think that's why TikTok is successful mm -hmm. because it really is about that communal. Like, stitch this video that I started, mm -hmm. or add this music from this video to like. TikTok rewards you for that type of engagement. And it's basically just a bunch of content creators yes. just building on top of each other. And it's just okay. like creates okay. the dopest thing. People just, you know, eat it up. Oh, oh good. Well, so I'm I'm, I'm going to um uh, you know, I have a social media manager that's helped me with this now. So I got a lot of content that's we were about to flood uh TikTok. And uh, but one of it is, um, you know, using not only my own music, but other people's music to give them some 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 love and all that as well. But also even finding ways to connect with books. So I like I have a, a no such thing as good or bad hair. It's nothing for me to pop up your your book and, you know, hey, there's a book that coincides with this or is pretty much speaking of the same thing. So uh, so I look forward to that. I, I think, um, uh, you know, we have to be very creative if we want to be successful. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And by the way, um, mm -hmm. and, and I know, so this is the podcast. And so I don't know if yes. everyone is listening to the radio station as well, but mm -hmm. I just started listening to We Nation and it's mm -hmm. so good. It is, so, it is. like, <laughs> I, I haven't introduced it to my kids yet because it literally, like, I just really dived into it today, but yes. I can't wait. It's so, oh. like, it's amazing. So thank well, you for thank you. creating that for our kids. Well, you're welcome. And you know, for me and for us, there is so much music out here um, that are, you know, just like there's many uh, book authors that just people don't know about. So we wanted to create a space where um, particularly we amplify black artists and or, or those artists that are focusing music that caters to the black community. Most children's music focuses on rock, pop and folk music. As a parent, I'm sure you don't went through some of those stations Listen for about three minutes and said, no, 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 this ain't going to work. Yep, <laughs> so exactly. you're going you're gonna to hear um, what we call um, uh, really just hardcore, whether it's reggae, R&B, funk, hip hop, jazz, but it's age appropriate and culturally relevant. And we don't just take an adult song and change the words around. No, we create we, we provide music that is created specifically for children. So so thank you for that. And please continue to give us some feedback. Um, and. Likewise, even with a with, with uh, your book readings, and as we start, as you start doing book readings, that's that platform we want to have authors like you reading your book. We want a story time uh, where yeah. schools and libraries know. Okay, well, let's go to We Nation Radio this time each day. They're going to have certain book authors. Oh, that's yeah. how we build um, what what we're working with. So, so okay. we look forward to that. So again, we we're talking about Curly Crew Books. 
I want to make sure that everyone goes um, goes there and support. Send a message. Let um, let Marquita know that you that that you were listening. That you um, you know what ideas you have. In fact, I'm going to challenge our listeners. Send her a topic that you want her to write about hmm, for children. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's see what happens there. I love to see you know we start to collaborate there. So. Well, look, uh, Marquita, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, come and be on the We Nation podcast. I wish you nothing but success. And, and thank you for having the courage to even step out of there, to step out and do your thing. I'm not encouraging other people just to walk out of your nine to five job. No, you got to have a plan. You got to work. You got to be prepared. You got to have a support system, all of that. But no matter who you are, you, you have a purpose. And you got to fulfill it one way or the other. And um, it may not happen tomorrow. It may take 20 years like it did for me, but you got to continue to do it. So thank you for doing what you're doing and being an inspiration to so many others. Absolutely. Thank you, Uncle Devin. You're welcome. And we'll be in contact real soon. All right. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. That was the one and only Marquita. I, I mean, in fact, um, Curly, make sure you go to Curly. Curly Books, Curly Crew Books. There I go. See, she just said I was going to say that, and I did. But I want to thank uh, Marquita Staples for uh, being here and for sharing all her wonderful books. Go to the site, Curly Crew Books, and support. And, and continue to listen to We Nation Radio. This is what we do. Uh, we want to uh, share more information, and we're going to be really expanding our uh, broadcast to really bring information to you that, as parents, you would need if you want to truly liberate your children. But anyway, I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and you know what? It's time for me to go. So as I always say, just remember one thing, that life is a drum. So beat it. <laughs> <laughs>